This is God Alive. This is the Exalted Pile Driver. This is Criff. I mean Arnold. This is Alex and Nick from Tyrannonaut. Greetings from the far Siberian deeps. Here is Peter of Isgerur Morph. This is Zeke Evil from Natal Craft. This is Nick from Hessian Farm. This is Jason from Sulaco. I'm eating a plain cheeseburger. What's up, everybody? This is Ross Dolan from Immolation. It's Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian. Maybe BML. What's up? This is Sully. This is Mama Nat. Hey, this is Rick Dorf from Wolfpack 44, the Electric Hellfire Club, and Coven. This is Richie from Grave Huffer. And we're Immortal Possession, and you're listening to Grandisopia. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what the great lady falling means. <laughs> it's time for another episode. That's right. It is January 8th, 2024, and this is episode 247. We have special guest in studio for this episode today. We do. We're talking to Morg Terror from Buffalo. Dave and Steve drove all the way from Buffalo to come hang out with us. Yes. And special co-host Brian Mason. Yes. Brian Brian played a solo on one of the songs. Yeah. Um, so why don't we uh, play one of the songs off of the brand new EP? Sounds good to me. And then talk to him. Let's check out Morbid Curiosities. Oh, my God. 
All right. Steve, Dave, and returning Brian. Hi. Heavyweight champion. (laughs) (laughs) Is that number seven? Great. I think it's eight. You've been on more than anyone else. Yes. Yep. I think you've been on more than we have. (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) Uh, Dave and Steve, thanks for coming out to talk to us. Appreciate it. We're honored to be here. Of course. Thank you. Um, Can we start with maybe... One of you guys telling us about how Mark Terror started? Um, Steve and I know each other. We uh, work at the same job. It sucks. And uh, we have a pretty big passion for extreme music. And uh, we tried to get with um, a guy we knew out of Buffalo, and he just kept flaking on us for a whole year. And we just sat on our asses waiting for this guy to get his stuff together. Then um, we just decided after seven months, like, this guy is cool, but he just doesn't show up at all. Mm -hmm. Like, we used to... uh, invite him out to shows and to come out and then he just wouldn't show up so after seven months of screwing around we just started writing it in january and it's actually been a year to this time of year we started writing our songs and it all transformed from there out it was just the two of us then we got a drummer in november mm-hmm. so it was the two of us and then we added him in november his name's dustin he couldn't make it tonight unfortunately but um the two of us wrote the debut ep we already have a second one in the works. Nice. The band is themed around... Art the motherfucking clown, baby. <laughs> so you guys both love extreme metal and horror movies? I mean, what bigger stereotype would there be? <laughs> I'm just checking. <laughs> yep. Um, I love a lot of Freddy Krueger movies. He's my number one bud, and I... I haven't found a big character until I discovered that uh, the Terrifier series existed. Mm-hmm. And he was always my favorite, but Art's got my heart big time. A lot. Him and Freddy are my two favorites, but Freddy will always be my number one. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of other ones. Um, I'm gonna People are going to kill me, but I hate Jason. I hate Michael Myers. They're brutal killers, but man, they are boring and slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had the most nasty murders in their movies, but man, they are boring and dull. They don't have personality, right? They don't know to that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, they're brutal, but also they're slow. They move like, yeah, they like waddle or something. Right, right. But they're legends. I can't disrespect them like that, but they're boring. Yeah. Freddy's got personality. He's messed up. I never I, saw Jason or Michael write with their own shit on a bathroom wall. <laughs> I mean, hell yeah. Art <laughs> seems like a party, man. <laughs> he is. <laughs> The cross-dressing scenes still is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on film. It is. <laughs> so you must be looking forward to uh, part three. Yeah, uh, hardcore. Um, mm. You okay, bud? <laughs> um, My Isa yeah. keeps dying. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. What was I going to say? I don't remember. Forget no, part three is going to be great. I I love the theme, but after two movies, I I like changing it up. Whether it's like my music or the podcast we had, or um, it, I mean, doing the same thing is cool, but changing it up. So that's why I think it's cool. They're going in the Christmas route. Um, 
in that stupid little preview clip wasn't much, but it was just enough to tease you. Mm -hmm. um, I took him to the um, re-release. Mm. Uh, he hasn't seen the Terrifier movie, so I'm like, you're going to see two. This is what I named our dumb band after. Come see it. I actually never saw the first one, too, so just the second. Don't so worry, I got you. Hey, you gotta watch it. It's yeah. a good one. It is. I mean, that's what our song Chopped Up Chum about. It was the one where he hung the girl upside down and sawed her from the vagina down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was nasty. I loved it. Yeah. Have you seen the Greasy Strangler? <laughs> is that a porno? What are you looking at our questions, Brian? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I got to go highlight that one now. I am sorry. <laughs> no. You don't have to that. apologize. <laughs> is that a porno is a great response yeah. to that question. <laughs> if you ever, if, Yo, speaking of that. If you ever want to see John Travolta's uh, hairstylist <laughs> wear amazing clothes. Yeah. You have to see that movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do want to see a Serbian film. So many of my coworkers told me it's fucked up and it'll change your life. I'm like, can it get any worse? I'm already jacked up. I think the Greasy Strangler will change your life yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, Serbian film is actually a well-done film. The, the the story is fucked, and shit happens is fucked, but it's actually a really well-done movie, which is unfortunate. I mean, everything everyone's told me about it just gets me all giddy. Like, I want to watch this track. I'll, I'll let you stuff. borrow it. I got it. All right, cool. I got a hookup. Um, okay, so the band is new to the scene, right? Yeah. Newish. Yeah, I've been uh, coming to shows for 20-something years between Buffalo and probably here since at least like 2018, 19. Okay. So I've probably seen a bunch of you fuckers at shows, but haven't really met you until like probably 19, 2021, maybe maybe 2017. I might have started going to shows here because it just rules Buffalo now. Like everything is out here. I feel like I should get like a an apartment out here just because i go to enough shows do you have here. a favorite venue in rochester uh i love the montage it's always mm. cool mm. i love the bug jar just because it's a fucking bug jar i mean mm. it's small mm. you can pack a lot of people like sardines mm -hmm. um i saw a dream theater at the kodiak that was pretty cool that was like it reminded me of our shays in buffalo it was like very theatrical mm. play like we love shays Mm -hmm. That's a cool venue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's too dorky for me, although I'm kind of dorky. I don't do plays and stuff like that. We've never seen plays there. We've only seen concerts there. Mm -hmm. What kind of shows do they even have there? Isn't that where we got engaged? Yeah. 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 Nice. We went to a hair metal show there. Ooh. <laughs> I don't really see them host shows there anymore. That was uh, 2005, right? Damn, yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> I was in elementary school. <laughs> Fifth grade. All right, Steve, that. calm down. Fun fact, I am the old man in our band because our drummer's a few years younger than me, so I'm kind of the senior in more terror. What what is your what's your writing process for the material? Uh it just happens, dude. Um there's lyrics, there's lyrics. I already got three sets for the second ep that i told you about mm -hmm. um dustin's been ridiculously good he i mean we wrote a fucking song in the first time we jammed together and then we're like we're keeping this guy nice. a whole song we didn't even like do one riff or one half of a song nice two, very three consistent parts. very consistent drummer so it just whatever happens like i got a couple song titles so we have three sets of lyrics with words and i got two titles that I'm not spoiling yet because our EP just came out today. But we're like 
halfway done with the second EP as far as writing goes. Uh, we got to work on vocals. I'm going to try this time. We'll see how it goes. All of them? Oh, I can't do that. I mean, I'm going to try to do <laughs> some dumb job. shit, but that's Steve's job. He does the bass and lead vocals, and I want to do backup, but when I heard how it was in the studio, I'm like, I'm not going to help this. I'm going to make it worse. So I'll just try it when we're not recording. He did a great job. I mean, I couldn't hold it. I couldn't even imagine doing the job he did. I would have held us back so much if I did backups. Thanks, Dave. He killed it. Yeah, you did. Second kill it. EP will be better. Gonna you know, expand my tool sets. Cool. Shit! Now we got expectations. <laughs> yeah, it's recorded. He said it. Not it's me. on the books. I said it. Do you guys have a preference between like recording or playing live? What do you What do you enjoy more? Uh, well, honestly. <laughs> um, I haven't played live. It's 2024. I haven't played live with a band since at least like 2013, mm -hmm. 12. So I'm going to be popping a really long cherry. Mm. Where's the sexual joke? I was waiting for it. <laughs> a long cherry. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I, no one wants porno? to work with it. <laughs> Plump <Okay>. cherry. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it will be at least 12 years longer than that. Maybe. Um, Recording's amazing. I love the process of writing. Mm -hmm. uh, leading up to recording is great. It was his first time recording for our debut. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing. I love the drama when you get close to it. And then you're like, what are we going to do? But I'm the kind of guy I need to have my stuff written. I can't go in and just wing it. Yeah. Although there's stuff you could do, but like, I'd like to have my lyrics. We'd like to have our vocal line set. Um, I don't like to go in and raw dog it or just wing it because, you know, you're paying for time. We're not millionaires. We're just average Joe. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're on the clock. So oh, I just wanted to ask about back to the, the songwriting process. Do you do you generally start with a theme for the song or does it just is it random like lyric or a riff comes to mind or um, it showed up late this time? Um, I didn't know it was going to be about terrifier in the movies until like may maybe march mm -hmm. like going out of the spring give or take maybe may mm -hmm. didn't even have a bad name till then probably like february march i would say yeah around that time yeah say march <clears throat> we did the photo shoot in april right yeah yeah it was right around that time so yeah i mean we were didn't have the <laughs> name and anything until like halfway into last year or so um, yeah, it was unplanned. We had an unplanned um, musical birth, I guess. We didn't know what it was going to be themed after. We didn't know what the band name was going to be. I'm like, this is it. I love the crap out of these movies. and want to write songs about it. We mm -hmm. got two, some, two uh, movies and material to get stuff from. But uh, it's February next month when we record number two. Number three won't be out yet. We'll probably book time for our third release. Which won't be out then because I'm assuming Doug White is going to have time like maybe like June. And that movie's coming out in October. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm going to have to find material that's not about art for the third release when we get to it. So are you recording at Watchmen again? or? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's a man. Mm -hmm. I mean, he announced our sound. He's talented as hell. He's mm -hmm. got a legendary track record. Mm-hmm. Then I wanted this dude to play a lead, and it, both of them turned out perfect. And speaking of unplanned, um, I remember when we were recording uh, 
our song Night Stalker didn't even know what to do at the end of the song with our outro, and then Doug suggested he just play a lead, and mm -hmm. he put out one hell of a lead mm -hmm. to finish that song. Brian did. But Doug did. Oh, Doug did it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doug is good at that. He'll hear something in his head. He's like, just, just let me try something. Just let me try something, and then he'll just add something. And you're like, perfect. He mm -hmm. actually produces, which is nice. If he gets something in his head, that's he'll cool. Try it. So nice. All right. So how did you guys meet? Brian versus... Well, I've known Dave for a few years now, right? Yeah, since at least 18, because I remember it was at the Tudor Lounge when you played with, uh, I think, Sulaco. Okay. Or was it Contrarian? I think it was Sulaco, right? Yeah, or, yeah right? Sulaco. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. Um, Yeah, because the only other time I played there was with BML. Yeah, so. it was. It had to have been Sulaco. It was like 18, maybe 2019. I think it was 18. It was probably 18. And, uh, or it was December 17 or no, December 18, probably. Yeah. Because that was Jason's first show ever. And, um, I, I was friends with this girl, Vic, and, uh, he's friends with Vic. And so she introduced me to him. And so okay. we've been, yeah. we've been hanging around at, you know, like I said, him and Vic, I'm the, a bunch of shows around here. So cool. I see him a lot. Yeah, and it was funny because uh, I told him and a bunch of other people, like, I had no idea who this Mason guy was, but I knew of his band, Bandley Mason Liquors, and it was beautiful. I loved the music. The melodies were great. It was psyche, proggy. I'm like, this is up my alley. Outside of caveman shit, I like progressive techie stuff, so what he wrote with him was cool. And then I met him like, so you're the Mason and Bailey Mason Liquors? And he said, yeah, that's me. <laughs> and that music was cool as shit. I loved it when I was around. Yeah, that was fun stuff. I loved it. You guys did a hell of a job. It's a shame you're not around no more. Well, I tried. I believe you. <laughs> so, um, Dave, you mentioned 2013 you played in a band. You played out in a band? Um, It was a grunge rock band. I had a um, group of friends then. I played a couple shows. Um, Yeah, it was nothing long term it was only a few shows and they eventually disbanded um i then had my own rock band under my name and i tried out a bunch of musicians in buffalo and none of them ever stuck i had like 10 12 songs to release and uh no one wanted to learn them and stick with it because i just have a feeling a lot of people just want to join a band that's already playing and established and they don't want to work from the ground up so mm -hmm. i did it all on my own attracted a bunch of musicians then they all quit on me mm. Then the depression set in. I spent like five thousand dollars on that shit. And it was oh, wow. it was rough. Should have got the freezer job sooner, Dave. <sighs> no, definitely not. But um, I didn't give up. But I was like so depressed with music, and I look at my guitars. I'm like, I keep trying. I'm like the only working force in my band. And then this popped up last year. I'm like, just go with it. And we did. I mean, even if we had to get a drummer for shows, we did. But we were lucky to get Dustin. So. We're seeing a three-piece for now. We want that old-school Dying Fetus feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We don't want another guitarist, but if we do, I mean, I'd think about it, but I just like the three-piece setup. Mm -hmm. It's old-school. Yeah, that's cool for sure. How about you, Steve? Were you in a band before? before uh, I was very uh, very briefly for about 10 months. Mm -hmm. It was more of like a, like a hardcore, kind of like punk rock band. Mm -hmm. We never played out or anything like that, so yeah, I never got the chance. But um, this band, 
definitely improved my overall, you know, skills. Mm. Just being with Dave, just because he's committed full force as opposed to the other members I was in for sure. Mm -hmm. It was kind of the same thing he was saying. You know, people were calling off practice and not willing to, like, learn the stuff. Yeah. And then it just kind of, like, turned into a thing of, oh, we only get together once a month maybe. And mm -hmm. just kind of disbanded. Mm -hmm. So, Did you do vocals in that band too? I did not, just bass. Just bass. Yeah, I'm pretty new to the whole uh, death metal vocal stuff, mm. so. Well, nice. You're doing a great yeah, job. Can't tell you. Thank you, thank you. That, that sounds yeah. great, yeah. Yeah, honestly, it kind of sounds like what Chris Brown should fucking sound like right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he took care of his voice, this is what he should sound like. Hey, man, it's still a lot of improvement. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, we can all improve as artists. I'm not going to deny that, but he's got that old school feel, and he's got a bunch of other styles he's working on, so... Like I said, you know, he's going to try some different ideas for the second release, which is literally in like a little bit over a month. It's coming. It's awesome. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start playing the bass? I started back in 2008. Um, my father is, is a bassist. He actually self-taught me. He was playing. He's been playing for 35 years. And uh, it all started. He let me uh, he let me use his 1980 precision bass, and I just stuck with that. And he he self taught me for about a couple of years. And um, his number one rule is no pick because you're the bassist. <laughs> that stuck with me too. I I literally do not know how to play a pick on a bass. Like I'd probably suck. So you know. It all worked out. That's cool. Yeah. Are, do you still play that precision, or isn't it? Uh, it looks like an uh, art form it, now, It's right? his. He he has a lot of bases, so I'm I'm sure he'd be able to like let me borrow it, mm. buddy. Uh, Don't you have like an Epiphone in the pictures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Thunderbird. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's actually that's actually his. He oh, let cool. me. He gave it to me as a gift. So <clears throat> nice. Yeah, I love that bass. Nice. So fun. What what kind of music was he into? Old school metal, Iron Maiden, nice. Metallica, oh, nice. Motorhead, all the classics. Mm -hmm. So he he raised me the right way. <laughs> and he's probably our age. <laughs> he might be younger. He's 60. <laughs> yeah. What, you guys are only like 40, right? Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. A couple of us are over you're 50. <laughs> no, you're not. I a couple who. of us at this no, table you're not. are liars. Two of us are fifty. Well, one has hair; the well, other one looks like Maynard. Well, one, <laughs> one of us is fifty. <laughs> one of us is fifty-one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not proud of. Can't control it, Ken. I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> so Brian played the lead on "Salt the Wound." Yeah, that was what I was initially planning because that, I mean, we have a lot of tremolo parts in there. I mean, that's what I do. That's what the genre calls for. And I had that bridge. I'm like, that's what he's going to rip on, man. Mm -hmm. But then we went to the studio and Doug's like, hey, you should totally do an outro here. And yeah, I kind of like it as much as the yeah, Assault the Wound solo. I mean, they're beautiful, melodic pieces of ass. I, li I can listen to them all day. I mean, Brian probably doesn't think he's a great player, but I can listen to his shit all day. <laughs> Everything yeah, he did in Contrarian is fucking gnarly. The leads he did for us are so 
they they're, it took those songs to another level. They're man. a little unhinged. I appreciate that. They're not. Uh, Doug, they're good. Doug knows me very well. And he knows, especially with Contrarian and sometimes BML, that I like to just go in without anything written and just start recording solos. And I usually take three or four times to find something that I like, but I, I don't like to write solos. I like to just go in and mm. feel them out. <clears throat> Re- regarding this recording, I didn't even know what tuning they were in. I didn't even know what kind of metal they were playing. I mean, it was Dave, so I was assuming it was death metal. I've never heard anything other than some demos that he sent me, <laughs> and it wasn't terrible. even the part that I blew the solo over. So I walk in, I turn off, I take out my guitar, and I'm lit- he's literally like, okay, this is where you play. I'm like, wait, 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 I don't even know. He just goes. And I'm like, <laughs> So, yeah, that was not... <laughs> The first take wasn't it, but <laughs> I was like, Doug, at least let me, you know, I need to hear it, <laughs> you know, at least contrarian, I already know what I'm going over, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, it was fun, I had a blast, so I was playing different guitars, trying different things, and uh, we got something, you know, if we got something that we're all just like, yeah, whatever, that's cool, Nice. then we just copped it, um, but yeah, I mean, they're a little unhinged for me. I think like a little bit noisier. I'm a little bit more melodic or bluesy, one of the two, usually. But the solos I've did on these are a little bit uh, weird. Weird's and I like good. it. I like. It. I'm not complaining about that at all in the slightest. So, yeah, I hate planning too. I just go in and just I played whatever I wanted to. I mean, on my rock project from a long time ago. I mean, I had a couple harmonies and that's planned out. I couldn't write a harmony on the spot. That took time, but. I hate planning guitar solos. I just like the magic of doing one at that moment. I hate planning guitar solos. (laughs) 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 All right, let's talk about artwork. Yeah. Dare to Dream graphics, right? Yeah, she's the best. Danielle kicks ass. How did you hook up with her? Uh, My buddy Chad I've known for a while. I was actually in a band with him for a while. Uh, It was a rock band. Um, and I recorded with them. Didn't get to play out with them. Um, many years later, we're still good friends. And uh, he suggested her. And I'm like, all right, I got nothing to lose. What do you got? And we become good friends since then. She got my vision. I, you know, every time I got new shit, I always texted Steve or showed him at work or when we had practice or a writing session. Um, yeah, we did a good job. We didn't get a cease and desist because he doesn't look like art. So we're cool with that. Yeah. That's like what I wanted to avoid. If you're familiar with the background of your band, it totally makes sense. Yep. But otherwise, it's very forgiving. Yeah. On the copyright. Yeah. I mean, that would <laughs> Are you me. worried about the video? No. Okay. I, I was going to ask that. I'm not worried because uh, there's like a there's like a two foot difference. So I mean, it's, <laughs> I love you, girl, but you I didn't mean, mean it like that. I mean, I don't know who was in that uniform. <clears throat> Yeah, you do. Vic. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a height difference. I mean, fuck. So, you know, it's not like it was a complete copy. Yeah, I, I hope did. that stands up in court. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got money jokes on you. <laughs> Who did the video? Um, Charles Buter from Promoting Buffalo. He did a really good job. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a really well done video, and that's why when you were asking yeah. what our favorite song was, that's yeah. that was mm. me that said that. By the way, I answered. Um, cool. 
And I think it's because I attach that song to a badass like visual. Yeah. And that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that song is about the end of the second movie where um Jonathan and Sienna were fighting and then um they eventually decapitated him. Spoiler if you didn't see the second movie, but I'm a dork about these movies, so suck it. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. We can't tell. Um, so they were battling out in the church, and then they were like literally, they was literally like going to be their last moment, and then they uh, kicked it up a notch and fought for survival. She decapitated his head, but he still lives because he's immortal. So really, he doesn't lose. So it was really about them persevering through another battle fighting for survival and then Hart still ended up winning because even though they decapitated him he's still alive cool so yeah that's kind of the basis of that song and where the inspiration came from that's broken beaten beheaded I don't think we said the actual name of the song yet I didn't and even a band (laughs) member didn't say that I fucked up (laughs) yeah and I like the alliteration in it so I guess it's kind of like a catchy song title yeah it is we call it triple B it's a catchy chorus yeah Let's check out Triple B now.
Is it true that Vic almost actually stabbed you? Well, no shit. I mean, I know she wants to in real life, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not the easiest dude to get along with. I'll say it right up front. I mean, I don't have an ego or anything. I'm joking, but... dude. Did she actually accidentally stab you? <laughs> no, I, I know you're joking. I'm going with it. But no. It, yeah, that was something. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it was an accident. I mean, she was in a mask in the dark, and yeah, I bled from my face. But um, it's dark. <laughs> the strobe lights going everywhere, and no one can see. It's fine. I got nothing in my brain, so it wouldn't have even been that bad, anyways. <laughs> uh, we pulled you right out. I thought it was fake blood, man. Like right before that, Charles was like, "All right, we're gonna use the fake blood soon," and then we pulled you out, and I'm like, "Wait a second, we didn't use the fake blood yet," and then you're just like dripping on your forehead. No, actually, that's where we fucked up because we should have used that as actual footage. Right. That, that was real blood, natural. I like it natural. I don't like artificial stuff. We could have used real blood while I was bleeding, but we didn't. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Where was that recorded? Uh, they got he had he used to be on Seneca Street downtown, and where was it in Buffalo? Uh, First Ward. Like in that area. Thanks for saving my ass. Yeah. Um, First Ward. Yeah. Exchange Street, I think. Yeah. Big ass building. It's like the size of like... I can't even say. Is It It doesn't look you. Is it used? Um, No. There's actual companies in there. And he's like one of hundreds. There's a lot of companies in there. But on the weekends, no one's there except him. Uh, and okay. there was a restaurant in Orchard Park called Eccles. And they moved in there with a new owner. So there's actually a steakhouse in there. Oh. So, uh, yeah, it's like the size of, like, I don't know, a little country. There's, like, so many levels and so many different areas, and we chose that one area because, you know, it's perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. <clears throat> so you guys plan on playing out, right? You're not just a studio band. Oh, no, hell band. no. Absolutely. Um, uh, the runtime wasn't even 18 minutes, so that's not even long enough for a set. So the second EP were guessing it'll probably be about 20 minutes maybe 19 in that area we're shooting for five songs we have so by then we'll have about 38 to 40 minutes of material because i don't want to play the same five songs every time so it's working out All totally right, I like fine it. for us mm. yeah i like it and we don't really want to do covers but if we have to do it have to be something meaningful because when i'm on stage i want to play my shit i don't want to play no one else's course, music yeah so, I mean, even if people like covers, I'd rather play material that my band wrote because it's wholesome. But if we do, it'd probably be something Buffalo. Like we want to do on like a Eaten Back to Life song or uh, from Corpse or uh, maybe something from Baphomet. Mm. Like we want it meaningful. Nice. We don't want to play. Let's play Ace of Spades. Let's play Ace of High. Fuck no. We want to do something that would actually mean something to the area. Yeah. Mm. So if we do a cover song, it would probably be something like that. But we're focused on writing our originals. Yep. And these are the first five, and the next five bastards will be out sometime later this year, possibly. We don't know when. So you're going to do like a release show after that second? Uh, homie's working on it. Um, truthfully, I'm probably working on like five shows at a time now. I'm talking to like four or five different promoters and venues. Where do you want your first show to be? Buffalo? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm talking to a person that books for Amy's Place. We want to do small shows first and work our way up. I'm talking to uh, Chris at the Tudor Lounge. He's got metal lights there, and we've been going there the last few Thursdays promoting our EP. Um, he wants to book more heavier music, and they don't really do a lot of shows there, so we want to try to book a few at the Tudor to warm up. It's like a 100-cap venue. It's really not big. 
Um, then I want to do something in the bug jar. Like I said, I talked to Oz about that. Um, yeah, I don't want to stay in Buffalo. We have so many good bands, but they need to get out of Buffalo and Rochester if they even want to play Rochester. I want to do like a few three-day weekenders. I want to get out in the Northeast. I don't just want to play the same shit in Buffalo. Yeah. And the scene is amazing, by the way. I've loved it for years. The stuff that you guys have, as far as your original music, is, is amazing. Yeah, we have a pretty kick-ass scene. It's, mm. it's, I'll be honest, it's teabagging Buffalo right now. So you guys, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> but I mean, I hope we have a little competition because, you know. Us we'll, too. We'll be there in May, June. You guys should check out the record archive too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've been there. It's amazing. I mean, you should play there. Oh yeah, I think I've seen uh, some photos of bands playing out of the record yeah, archive. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's a cool. Oh, I saw. And if you work real early in the morning, it's a yeah. great, a great one to play. Uh, it was. Um, it ends early. Oh. Sean Drover. I saw him play there when he was a Megadeth a long time ago. He had like a. I'm pretty sure he had like a clinic there, hmm. or something. That was one of the times I was there. I'm pretty sure it was Record Archive. It was a long time ago. That was like, what, 12 years ago, 15 mm. years ago? I think you wanted to ask Dave about his website, right? Yeah. Can you tell us about your website, Dave? Yeah, uh, it's called Technical Music Review. I do a lot of tech death stuff, but mm. um, the older I got, um, I like the genre as much. It's gotten a little bit too stale since like at least 2022. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like a lot of proggy stuff, instrumental stuff, so I started my own website. Um, when I was going into new jobs, so I had like two weeks of time and then I just hauled ass, bought my own domain mm. and I've been putting out interviews, reviews. Um, I do premieres too. I actually have one dropping on the eighth, by the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> I used to do a lot like when I didn't have a band that was my creative outlet. So I put out like three or four articles a week sometimes. Now that I've had this, my production has suffered, but I have, um, a buddy of mine helped me out again, but yeah. My initial goal was like to put Metal Sucks out of business, but that's not happening because I guess it'll always be relevant. But yeah, I actually went to school for music and journalism. So I guess I'm kind of using my degree, but not really because it's not like I'm making money out of this really. So when you were in school, like what was your ad adult plan? What did you want to do? <laughs> You're funny. I had no fucking clue. No, no, no. You were just like, this looks cool and I'm interested, so let's do it. I loved writing, so that was it. But like, I had no mature plan, I'll be honest. My parents would hear this, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little late for them to be mad now. <laughs> Man, whatever. <laughs> but no, it was uh, at Buff State, they had this degree called Arts and Letters, and I took it. So I took mu music classes as my minor. Um, yeah, music <clears throat> theory didn't go 100% well. That's why I'm a caveman. I don't know too much about theory. And then my major was journalism and writing. So I took classes in those areas. It was pretty cool. So you mentioned you have something premiering on Monday, right? The day this is episode yep. is coming out. What What is that? Um, It's a drum playthrough for a band. Hmm. I get, oh, like now I probably have like 40 PR lists I'm on. So I get all this cool shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I got Black Crown Initiates album from a few years ago. I got the Entheos album from last year that I still play every day. Uh, I got the fucking Corpse album. I got all kinds of cool stuff in my email. It's insane. Mm. There's days where I seriously get 100 emails, so I have to be on that every day or I'm just going to have all this shit built up. Yeah. And now we're not even talking about all the no-name bands and startup bands like us that come from 
the 30 something PR people that email me, mm. it's insane. Mm. It's out of this world. So I can't get to that like I used to. And I have all kinds of requests in the, my email and I can starve so much, but now with this, it's, I'm at the, uh, I'm in my wits end as far as adding on stuff. But I want to start a band with my wife, so fuck yeah. Sensory overload. <laughs> what What's that look like? Uh, she likes Spearbox. I got her into Entheos. She used to be like into like Christian rock, like Skillet and uh, Switchfoot, but I kind of brought her to the dark side a little bit. Mm. She hated caveman shit, but then she kind of started enjoying Archspire and Revocation and can't shut up about Entheos. Um... What else? She liked, yeah, she liked Revocation. Um, trying to think. Give me a minute. She loves Opeth. I got her into Stephen Wilson a long time ago. Um, yeah, she's liking some of it a little bit more. Oh, yeah, she also loves 200 Stab Wounds, so. Hmm. Um, yeah, she always commented on the rhythms, decapitated, she enjoyed. Um, yeah, so, like, she kind of went from this, like, um worship keyboardist vocalist and loving skillet and now she likes a little bit of what i'm into and it was unintentionally although you can probably say it was forced but it really wasn't um subliminally forced i mean it's what i am man but i do like proggy tech stuff but i can't play half that shit but i don't know we're gonna start writing soon i guess so i might have a second band this year i don't know that's fun yeah We'll see. Just to circle back, Brian, I did hear you. I think everyone thought you said cool, and you said oh. who. Yeah, I said who. <laughs> Brian asked who. Yeah, you. <laughs> I heard him too. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool story, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Probably bored you. <laughs> so is your wife a fan of the newer Opeth stuff too? That's more prog stuff? Um, yeah, she doesn't hate it. I, I like really it. like it. A lot of people hate it. Hell yeah. It's great. Beat Fuck up on it. I love their early stuff and yep. the more recent prog stuff. Yeah. I think they totally reinvented themselves and, and did it well. I know a lot of people are saying fuck you right yeah. now to me. but Oh, definitely. No, dude, their shit's amazing, all of it. But if you're... Brian a is a look on his face. <laughs> yeah, Brian's about <laughs> yeah, to leave. I, I, no, I was never a big Opeth fan to begin with. I just never gave him a chance, honestly. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a... Uh, what's it? Damnation? Is that the yeah. name? Yeah. I, that one I liked a lot, and I know that was one of their first, like, chiller ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, See, I didn't care for that one. Oh, really? That's no. one of their best albums. Really? Yeah, but... Um, Fight. Really? The, yeah. <laughs> the me they've well, always had too. a progressive sound, even Get from out. their first album. So if you're a casual fan, you might not know, but even from the debut, they had a little proggy sound from the get-go with yeah. the big songs and the big structures. And it got better over time. Mm-hmm. And then even on Blackwater Park, it got even 100% full bore on and then they did Damnation. And mm-hmm. it was always there. It only just came to fruition within the last five albums especially on Watershed, and then everything else after that. Heritage was great when he got into it. That was weird as shit. Mm-hmm. That wasn't re- Outside of, like, The Devil's Orchard, uh, lo- the rest of those songs are so weird. The rhythms are weird. And then after that, I love Pill Communion. Sorceress mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. The mm-hmm. solos on that were 
I love Frederick. His solos are stupid fun. Um, the latest one was pretty good, but they're working on new material, apparently. It's been like seven years, six years since an album. Mm. I love all their stuff. Fuck the haters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm passionate about them. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. No. Oh. I like their earlier stuff. <laughs> That's a boomer take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like Brian, though. I don't think I ever gave them, like, a fair shot. Yeah. Well, you should. 2024 resolution. Get into <laughs> Opeth Balls Deep. <laughs> I'm on it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already full. Full of music that I like. I can't fit anymore. Shove it in there. All right, Steve. That's what she said. You get to choose between Steve Harris and Steve DiGiorgio. What is your choice? Uh, I would have to say Harris. Just the how I was that is the correct answer. Just the just the whole <laughs> old What's school r- galloping yeah. technique. It just nice. Yeah, I'd have to go with Harris. Definitely, it was definitely one of my top influences growing up. Yeah, I guess I could throw in Alex Webster too mm-hmm. from Corbs, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I gotta go with Harris. It's the right answer to an impossible question. (laughs) It is a hard question. All right, so you guys mentioned that you may have to possibly stray away from the Terrifier theme. You should definitely check out the Greasy Strangler. Is that a porno? Big Ronnie. (laughs) This is the main yeah. character. Yeah, one of that the main could characters. be. That could give you a lot of content. Big Ronnie is, is watch not. it together, Dave. Yeah, um, you need to watch nice it, and you, and you need to take content. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and possibly work it into future material. I already have. Um, well, we got our concept for the second EP, so maybe we'll apply it to the third there release whenever it happens. You can do art versus Big Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got that image. It sounds Art like will a win that one. By the it, way, it sounds like a porno. I'm sorry. It does, but I mean, Big the, Ronnie, what's so big about him? Well, you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I already got a feeling. The title of the movie is is literal. So yeah, yeah. No, it's something you need to see for sure. Wait, so what's it called again? The Greasy Strangler. Movie date, Dave. Looks yeah. like I'm, date. looks like I'm giving you a hard drive, and the next time I see you, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Drinks are on me then. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, why aren't you guys on Metal Archives? Yeah. Because we literally just came out today, as far as a release goes. Mm-hmm. So I will contact those dorks at one point. All right. Good. It's a good answer. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm my mind's over the place. Like I told you, I've been talking to promoters for shows and. It's on my eventual list, trust me. All right, so, and I need to correct my notes here. All right, I need to ask Dave. Uh, we kind of asked Steve this question about early influences. <laughs> like, what when you started playing guitar, what were your... Did you see someone play, and you're like, oh, I want to do that? Uh, well, my favorite is Brian's favorite player, Zach Wilde. Mm-hmm. He, uh... <laughs> 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 Um, I was big in sack. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure you'd like to see a sack. Sack. Um, I was big into him and Dime, Randy Rhodes, Tony mm-hmm. Iommi, the Riff Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for cutting off your finger and giving us power chords and heavy music. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that was it when I was growing up initially. And then I got into like blues and jazz. I loved guys like Muddy Waters, BB King, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of players. Um, yeah, I like I like Mega Ginger. Um, Mustang was cool in my early years, in my teens. Um, Mega Ginger. Yeah, Mega Ginger. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> what's your favorite Zach Wild stuff? All of it. Mm-hmm. I'm biased. Do you like when he was with Ozzy or all of he, it. everything? Yeah, I'm very biased. I can't have a serious conversation because I love everything he's done. But it is pretty cool he's been sober because he was taking blood thinners and he almost died on stage because mm-hmm. he was boozing and that doesn't go well. So mm-hmm. he's been sober for a long time, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made him do bar fights and look like a jerk off and, mm-hmm. you know, alcohol killed him. Mm-hmm. Well, almost did. And it changed his life for the worse and he made the mature move and almost fainted and died on stage so he's been sober for a while and he still writes some good stuff but do yeah you, do you like him playing pantera songs it's fine yeah i mean it's a cover band it's half fine of, <laughs> half of them are uh, from the real band the half are friends so there's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can say who wanted to play for pantera but they were good friends charlie's always been cool with pantera mm-hmm. and the brothers so I got a couple Washburn Dimebag guitars, but I won't ever bring them out in public. They'll stay in my basement and practice sessions. Treasure them too much. We saw Zach a few years ago. <clears throat> what yeah. was that, like 2019? Maybe. For that, what was it? Generation X, I think it was yeah. called. Yeah, my boyfriend, yeah. Nino. Yeah, Nino. Uh, Nino need. Steve Vai. Jesus Christ, Nino. I almost said, I said Nino, Nino. need a ride, or he was a <laughs> hockey player. Steve I. Steve, yeah. I. <laughs> I'll be seeing Nuno this uh, this month, actually. Yeah? Are you going to Extreme? Yeah. Yeah? I you, wanted to go. Kevin Eric and I are going. Go. Yo, you're Extreme. I'd go. I like him as a player, for sure. He is amazing. Yeah. I'm not no a huge Extreme it. fan, but mm-hmm. man, his riffs. and mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, he's a dreamy player. Yeah, he's hot, too. Yeah, he's a dreamy guy. <laughs> <laughs> he stars in The Greasy Strangler. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stars is big uh, That's great. <laughs> so, what else can you guys tell us about Mark Terror? Um, I mean, that's it for now. Where we got five songs. Oh, I'll spoil it. the second EP is about lesser-known serial killers. There, all five fans know what our theme is for the second EP. <laughs> so, yeah, we're doing a stereotypical thing about serial killers. Five songs about them. We're not talking about Dahmer and all the popular ones, so I found some ones that are like a little bit more low key, mm, like Green River or. I got to take out my notes because I'm professional. Is Albert Fish on there? Toolbox, Albert Fish. <laughs> I, like I don't it. think he was low key. <laughs> <laughs> um, leave Albert alone. We got one set of lyrics. I found the serial killer. Uh, I guess she's kind of relatable or no popular, not relatable. What am I talking about? Um, I guess she used to fuck a bunch of guys and then ha- after I already spoiled it. Yeah. Apparently she used to bang a bunch of guys, then steal their shit and then kill them. You're no match for this crowd. We are true crime. Well, I, I lived in Daytona when she was doing that in Daytona. No kidding. Wow. So I'm glad got, you lived through it. She got arrested right after I left Daytona. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did not. I was, shut up. 
uh i got another song about uh this russian dude um that killed 67 people and his grandpa played chess and he literally was called the chess master mm. killer um and he just like murdered people because he had a incident as a child i guess and it had just had really hard literally mm -hmm. and it messed up his uh short-term memory and his short-term reactions so he would just like snap at the snap of a finger and then just like hit someone or had some serious mental and cognitive issues hmm. so he actually took his grandfather's chessboard and every time he killed someone he'd write down their number and their name in one of the spots and he filled up almost all 70 something spots oh that's creepy so i got a set of lyrics on that for the second ep i'm already spoiling shit for it um we're still sticking with that name right chess master yeah and i got two other sets of lyrics one is called neanderthal and the other is called poisonous prayer All right. I don't know what they're going to be about, but I like those song titles. Yeah, I just spoiled our second release. Kill me. <laughs> yeah, so it's about serial killers. Not the Jeffrey Dahmer popular ones, so that's the same we're going for. Mm. No real working title. Should get on that. We got like a month and a couple weeks. Let's get grinding. Are you guys looking for a label or are you going to do self-released? I, I want a label, but... um. What I'm, do you want out of a label? Help. <laughs> I mean, <Good> luck. We, <laughs> ah, you're you're not wrong. I mean, it would be cool, but on the other hand, maybe it's cool to stay independent because um, I did get PR for us. I thought it would be cool and doing that since 2018. I can see where it goes, and it's got us help. I won't deny. Got us on a um, couple pretty big websites. It it's been surreal. So I got us that to get us some extra exposure internationally and in other areas around the world. Um, I don't know. It would be cool, but on the other hand, you know, as Brian just said, you know, they don't really help out as much as they used to in the 90s and mm -hmm. before. Plus, you got to pay them back, too, and that's not going to be easy being a small band. Yeah, I mean, specifically labels in terms of PR and management and stuff like that. It's usually money worth uh, spending. Um, the only thing I can say is tour, tour management is uh, a complete nightmare at the moment. So. <laughs> cool um yeah <laughs> that's cool I let's don't just think say any any of the bigger uh tour uh touring management um entities out there are not much help i'll take that advice sir yeah but yeah management any kind of management or pr is good yeah we want to take this seriously we don't want to just be a local lazy band that's why we did a music video and we Howard had a few magazine interviews pop up. We got one with Rock Hard Italy coming up. Um, we got one with Metalize, their uh, place in Denmark. Um, we had a feature in a German magazine. Uh, I forgot the name. Shit. Um, and I got one with Scriptorium. They're actually out of Houston, so they're the only U.S. mag we um, reviewed or uh, interviewed with. So every magazine offer we got, I kind of just took it to get ours out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's it. We had like a handful of magazine interviews and features. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to look like 
we're better than anyone or look like, you know, we want to be number one because we don't, but we just want to look professional and be professional and act professional. So I think that's why the PR and magazine thing, um, I just want to be a pro. I don't want to look half-assed or, you know, take five years to release a single. That's why I want to book time every time we go to record. Yeah, I mean, you guys are going about it the right way. Yeah. So. Appreciate it. You're off to a great start. For sure. That's an extremely nice thing to say. I appreciate it. Are you going to be making any more videos? Um, Yeah. We uh, paid for two, so we're eventually going to put out a second one, but I don't know what we're going to do. I think we'll do something with Dustin as far as um, probably something off the second EP mm -hmm. and play one of our songs. Um, We'll do something eventually with him and introduce him to the band as far as like the rest of the world and the local scene. Brian, if you could offer our younger generation one piece of advice, what would it be? Uh, I, I have always said that I'd rather watch a shitty band up there smiling and having a good time than an amazing band up there looking like they're having a hell of a time and want to go home. So Cheers the answer is have fun. Mm -hmm. um, the most important part is, ha is to have fun. Uh, the business is not the same as it was in the 80s, even 90s. And um, you really got to spend money, unfortunately, to get out there and get your name out there. Because there's a million other bands that are spending the money to do that. And if you don't, you're just going to be playing at the Mohawk every day or every week. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's have fun, have some kind of business mentality or connections and get your connections, gain those connections and just keep playing as many shows as you can. And that's how you do it. And when I say play as many shows as you can, play them out and about. I don't want to play with the same four bands around Buffalo. Like I said, I don't want to dilute our scene. I don't want to dilute Rochester. I even want to get us to like Cuse and Albany playing PAO in Ohio. Boston's a great place. Philly, Pittsburgh, yep. Erie, yep. Cleveland. They're all close. Um, Portland, Maine. Really? Yes. Maine? Portland, Maine. Yeah. It's fun. Is that close? I mean, it's not close, but if you're playing Boston, if you're playing Boston, it's close. Uh, I hate Boston. Why? Because uh -oh. I'm a Yankees play fan. play Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> I, I hate I'm just Boston. saying, these are the areas, Baltimore. Yeah. These are all areas that are going to get you, you know, in a region that uh, are going to get you some um, notice and connections. Connections is the big yeah. part. Oh, for sure. Other bands, uh, clubs, yep. managers. Yep. Baltimore has an amazing scene. They got Wormhole. Yep. I like Sanjay. We've mm -hmm. chatted every time they've been on tour. That dude's an angel. Yeah. Great Sanjay's player. A good guy. He has he has smooth fingers. His souls are the best. <laughs> I don't care if that sounded creepy. <laughs> 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 I love his riffing. I love his soloing. He's a fucking legend in these days. Yeah, he is. He's in Equipoise. He's had wormhole. Uh he's in Grey Lotus. He's in Inferi now. I think that's it. He's in Fury now? 
Yeah. He replaced Mike Lowe, who's just recording now. And that's the other thing is that a lot of these people that are playing out and that are popular are playing in a whole bunch of bands. You know, um, even just uh, to get individual individual name out there or anything, it all comes back to whatever bands you're in with that person. Um, you know, there's no doubt that Slaco has gotten some momentum from Eric being in Brutal Truth and Nuclear Assault. Um, you know, so we have connections in that area. Um, so it's it's good to, I guess, what I'm trying to say is is just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Variety. Variety's good. Yes. Speaking of connections, I'm spoiling something. Um, I interviewed Cheney Crab on my website, and I'm talking to her to get a feature on the second EP. Nice. Oh, that's not that's nice. I met her in um, Louisville. Yeah, yeah. I talked to her like every other month, and I think we're friends. But I mean, that was the night that we had the suffocation ra- uh, uh, rage party after we remember I told you oh, there was the, yeah. the rave going on. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. The suffocation <laughs> rave. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready for some nonsense questions? Hell yeah, my That's middle cool. name is Nonsense. All right. Are you going to participate too, Brian? Uh, sure, I will. I have one thing to say, though. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of Dave's legendary, and he's probably going to be mad at me for saying this. Oh, Christ. <clears throat> D- Dave is legendary on Facebook. God damn it. <laughs> I'm outing him right now. God damn it. If you've seen the same picture of Nicolas Cage, the same picture of a pile of rocks. It's called shit posting, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Same picture of Frank doing the tomahawk. Yeah, that's my page, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Thank you. I do do the stupid Zappa page, too, bro. Yeah, there's there's a few of them. I love those Franks. (laughs) That's why it's called shit posting. You do the same shit every fucking day. It's great. Thank you. I look cool. forward to it. Cool. Especially the pile of gravel. Yeah, cool. I like the pile of gravel, too. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Yo, life sucks. You got to have a little bit of fun. That's, hey. And this thing right here is fucking fun. I appreciate you guys having us on. I turned a Nicolas Cage into it. I turned a Nicolas Cage picture into an iPhone sticker. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah he totally yeah, did. I sent I it to her watched. yesterday. Yeah. That's amazing. I sent it to her yesterday. That's amazing. I approve of that 100%. Brian and I just sit and create That's amazing. stickers and send them to each other. <laughs> also, have the Frank Tomahawk, too. It's all to a sticker. That's amazing. Yeah, who were, we were in the group, and somebody was like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's also called shit posting because, yeah, you do that when you take a shit, too. <laughs> no, I got to go over to this account, and then I have to sign into this account. <laughs> You're not wrong, dude. I'm not even kidding. I'll get up and take a shit, then I'll just... Do all that in the morning. I'm Have like, you ever forgotten? Why do I do this? Fuck no. No? Nope. I'm dedicated. Shit posting for life, motherfucker. I'll do this till I'm 80. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see your face. <laughs> you were so serious. <laughs> I am. I take. I literally take this shit seriously. <laughs> and yeah, I also did that because Frank's my favorite death metal vocalist of all time. Yeah. By far. There's a lot of great ones, but he's my number one. That's cool. Yeah. 
except Long Island. I'm a Rangers fan. I fucking hate the Islanders. <laughs> and Boston. Yeah, I also hate the Bruins. Fuck them, too. <laughs> and also the Bandits are better. The Nighthawks suck ass. Sports. Yeah, where you're amongst the crowd that does not watch sports. It's okay. I just want to say that fuck the Nighthawks. All right, Dave. So, um, apparently I can can't we, look. Can right? we start with you? Actually, before the box, we have ones written down that aren't random. Oh. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry. We're gonna do the box though. We're gonna yeah, do yeah. the box. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna gonna do sorry, sorry. Yeah, bro, cover up your box, Jesus. Don't be a prude. Um, I think. The last time this question was asked was actually to Eric, um, and you just mentioned taking a shit. Cool. Shouldn't it be called leaving a shit and not actually taking a shit? What I call it actually is um, sometimes when I go, I call it making a deposit at the bank of shit. Okay. Because you are making a deposit. And I call it yeah. the bank of shit. And that's where it goes. The toilet is the bank of shit. Yep. I like that you felt the need to explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bank of shit, baby. I make a deposit every day, sometimes five times. That's a lot of shit. <laughs> I ain't useful, man. <laughs> Damn right. Eric was very passionate about that question. He, yeah, he was. <laughs> think we get along just fine. <laughs> oh, my turn? Yeah. Um... Well, these are all your nonsense questions. No, there are nonsense questions. All right, Steve. Man. Do you think if anything is possible, it's still possible for anything to be impossible? Did you repeat that again? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think if anything is possible, it's still possible for anything to be impossible? So it was impossible to begin with. So, uh, one more time. <laughs> no, it's possible to begin with, right? So it's, yeah, right. it's possible. If anything is possible, is it possible for something to be impossible? If anything is possible. Um, through the infinite void. <laughs> um, I love it. I, yes. It's Sounds possible. like a brutal death metal album. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think Internal Suffering Through had something about. Void. I think Internal Suffering had an album like. I'm gonna look it up on my phone now because I'm a dork. <laughs> yeah, you are. Jeez. Thank you. All right, Brian. Yes. <laughs> what music would you choose to play every time you walked into a room? Uh, the fat guy trombone song. <laughs> oh my god! I can't with you. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact for everyone listening: We learned on New Year's Eve that Brian is a fantastic rapper. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Humpty Dance. Yeah. I didn't know white people could rap. <laughs> yeah, Brian killed it. Wow, Brian's yeah, got to stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the style that you used to. <laughs> <laughs> The funny part about that was, was like, that's right. I called you fat. Look at me. I'm skinny. And when I got to yeah. that part, I just like, I, I can't. I'm, I'm I dying. <laughs> yeah. You literally were like, I'm I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I felt like that when I was doing it too. It got to a point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> songs are too long. Yeah. It's too long, huh? <laughs> long period. 
All right, you want me to ask next or you? No, keep this up. I love these questions. They're so stupid. These are serious questions, yeah. Dave. What do you mean stupid? <laughs> Get out. Bye. All right, Dave. <laughs> the next question is, if you punch yourself in the face and it hurts, are you weak or strong? You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct answer. Thank you. I'll get a lot of stuff correct when I do it is right. <laughs> Why would you do that? Unless you're Jim Carrey. Because he beat himself up in oh. that one movie. Yeah. 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 Steve about Donald Duck. I was avoiding that one. Why? All right, Steve. When Donald Duck gets out of the shower, why does he put on a towel when he normally doesn't wear any pants? Why does he put pants? <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I know where this is going. Uh, he's cold. He's cold. <laughs> he's wet. He's wet. <laughs> I'm sure he was already wet. <laughs> where do you think it's going, Dave? I don't know where this is going. This is good. I'm assuming it's how to do with Cox. <laughs> we don't have any yeah. answers to no. these questions, by the way. You guys make yeah. up the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just saying he's got a big dick. I don't know where this was going. <laughs> but he doesn't wear pants normally, so where does this giant schwanz go? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is he tucking in? <laughs> Probably weighs that bitch around like he's proud of it. <laughs> it's a micro penis. <laughs> he's a grower. <laughs> Brian. Yes. Why do you think eleven isn't pronounced one T one? I like one teen. No, I don't I don't know. because uh, it sounds stupid. One T one? Yeah. One E one. Because that implies that it would be 1D2, 1D3, 1D4, 1D5. Oh, that's a good answer. So, never thought of that. Yeah. I don't know why, but I don't know why specifically. (laughs) Good answer. That is a good answer. All right, Dave. So, have you ever peed while sleeping? Maybe when I was a kid, but not my adult years. Joke's on you. All right, suit yourself. (laughs) You don't know what you're missing. Yeah, Steve's already embarrassing me, and I haven't even drank or smoked You're missing tonight. laundry. I'll probably embarrass us on stage, too. All right, Steve. What would you say, in your opinion, is the worst song that has ever been composed? I want to hear everyone's answer to this. Zodiac, Six Feet Under. Chris Barnes' work. Mm-hmm. His vocals just... Damn. I apologize to the world. I'm sorry he came out of our city. We're not responsible, but I guess we are for him. <laughs> I mean, it's cool he has an opinion. Like, you thought about that. Yeah, I already knew that answer. Yeah. <laughs> I took a Chris Barnes this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your answer? Worst uh, song composed. You're asking uh, Dave, right? I could say so much. Yeah. There's, a, there's so many. Um, I don't know. Uh, 
I'm gonna go with anything by Tool because they're fucking boring. <laughs> Fuck them. I hate Tool. I like a lot of prog bands, but man, they're just so boring. Mm -hmm. They make me want to gouge my eyes out and shove my dick in a chainsaw. I concur. <laughs> they're boring now. No, they were. I, I was young and didn't know any better. And I hate them the more I grow up. Well, Maynard, grow how do you older. feel about this? <laughs> they don't know the Maynard story. I know you don't look like you don't look like him anymore now uh, that you have a beard. Yeah, now that you have the beard, it's <clears throat> so fun fact, when we used to go to shows and Ken didn't have a beard. Not a fun fact. There's all, no fun a fact. <laughs> all the ladies in the crowd would ask to take a picture with Maynard. So there's a bunch of ladies out there with selfies of what they think is Maynard. But it's just Ken. Yeah. <laughs> I feel worse for them because it just because they like Tool. I don't care about Maynard. That's fair. Sorry, I really don't like them. I don't like Tool either. <clears throat> They're a bunch of tools anyways. Overrated. All right, Brian, what about you? Worst song composed? That's a big question. It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, the one song that really grinds my gears because it was so repetitive and it goes on for like 14 minutes is Gordon Lightfoot, the Edmund Fitzgerald song. It just keeps going on and on. And it's the same fucking thing over mm -hmm. and over again, just different lyrics, and it just drives me nuts anytime I hear it. And Baby Shark. <laughs> Mic drop. I want to. I want to add another one. Yeah. Anything by Led Zeppelin. Huh? Dave and I. I mean, uh, okay. So Eric will agree with you. Eric will agree with you. Eric does not like uh, Led Zeppelin or Kiss. They suck too. Uh, okay, I'm with you on Kiss. Yeah, we don't have huge Kiss fans no. in the room. Uh -uh. Ew. Oh. Unless it's Bane singing Crazy yeah, Nights. Oh, yeah. Crazy Nights. <laughs> By Bane is better. Yeah. Than, yeah. Um, all right. You want to do a, a question around the box? Yeah. I guess I'm starting off. Yep. Shake it up. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Mine is White Wedding. I hate that song. Oh, yeah. I forgot I hate that. This is boring. <laughs> I guess I got to answer it because I chose it. Oh, well, you could pick a different one if it's boring. It's boring. All right, pick a different one. It's about school. <laughs> Do I have a secret talent? I don't know. You tell me. Um, <laughs> no. Uh,. What do you think a secret talent is? Um, do you play an instrument other than the guitar? I have a five-string bass, but I only play because I know how to play guitar. Um, secret talent? Wow, I got to wreck my brain for this one. Do I have a secret talent? Do I you... love cooking. Oh, uh, that's cool. That's not a secret talent, though. I mean, yeah, I love cooking. Look at this shit. <laughs> Thank you. Um... Like a secret talent. Cooking is popular. Uh, I should post. Ooh, that is a good secret talent. It's not secret because the whole world knows it. Um, they do I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I shit a lot. Is that a secret talent? I'm trying to think of something on the spot. I don't really have a secret talent per se. 
Mine is um, I'm exceptional at using my wiper delays. Yes, you are. <laughs> Mine is I can drive with cruise control. <laughs> Ken literally drives with cruise control. Yeah. He literally uses cruise control. Like up, a master. Down. <laughs> yes. He uses it to stop at like stop signs. Like he has it timed out. <laughs> He does not put his foot on the gas or brake pedals. No, never. Legendary. <laughs> you would like my new car because it actually steers for you and nice. brakes for you. Now. Nice. <laughs> you got a new Subie, right? Yeah. So how do you like her? Love it. Love that car. It's my fourth one. I know you've been a Subie man as long as I've known you. You had your previous one for a while, didn't you? Uh, like three. No, four years. Four years? <clears throat> yeah. They last a long time. I always uh, I always upgrade to the the next level every time I get a new one. So I finally got a top of the line guy. Noise. Love it. All right, Steve. Pick a question. <clears throat> Give us your deepest, darkest secret. Hitting the bottom. The ones deepest, the bottom. darkest secret. We put all the hard ones on the bottom. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you picked like a paragraph. <laughs> you don't have to choose it, bro. You can do what I did. You can Look rescind at his face. it. <laughs> rescind it if you don't want it. It's too many lines. <laughs> too many lines. <laughs> My man. <laughs> I just want something short and sweet, you know. This one. <laughs> Dang. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, what's the most famous place you've ever been to? Uh, this one's kind of boring. I mean, besides here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny, man. <laughs> well... I don't really go anywhere. I haven't been anywhere cool in a minute. Uh, I don't know. I hate it, but I guess the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I guess. Even though it's shitty. <laughs> Even though it's shitty. Yeah, I guess it's famous, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think the biggest concert you've been to was? Like, who's the biggest band you've seen? I would say... Back in 2012, I went to Heavy T.O. in Toronto, and it was a two-day tour between Slipknot and System of a Down, and there were at least 100 bands, and it was pretty insane for just being like a two-day kind of Yeah, festival. that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was, I wanted to go to It was those. overload. Those lineups were amazing. I've, I've never seen that many people before in my life. It was, it was pretty out there. Just... I remember just trying to get as close as I can to the front, and there's just too many hordes of people. I just kept getting pushed back, and I was younger too, so I was just, you know, I've never been anywhere other than like buff places in Buffalo yeah. shows, especially from being like outdoors. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was awesome. That's cool. Do you? Who was your favorite band there? Uh oh. At the time, I was huge on System of a Down, so probably System of a Down. That's cool. I had my System of a Down phase. Mm -hmm. 
I think they helped me get in the metal, actually. Mm-hmm. It's a good gateway. Yeah. That band gets me. I still love Surge, so I don't care what anybody says. All right. When you think of those kind of bands from like my childhood, <clears throat> I don't know if you remember from back in the day in the 90s, you had these things called CDs and you could copy them. And I used to burn them onto um, CDs and they had these fucking labels on them that you could like peel off of like a piece of paper and put it in your printer and print off an image. Yeah, I legally did that shit for like. What are you system. talking about right now? <laughs> Sounds they like were, fantasy world. It's not. It was, it was. It was a CD, and you put a picture on, it and it print and it came out of a printer. It was what? the shit. That is weird. But it was funny because I had like them and Weezer. Hmm. Um, what I'm else? A Weezer fan. And like I would never put them on right, so my dumbass would like always have like bubbles on it, <laughs> so it wouldn't always go into All the center. CD slot right. <laughs> So yeah, System of Down was one of those bands. So like, I had a picture of them there with one of their albums, and then I tried to press that thing onto the CD, and it would always turn out like all jacked up and bubbly. <laughs> so when he said System of Down, I immediately went back to like 1998 when I used to do that. You were like four. I was four. <laughs> he was four. <laughs> I was. We were like 87, 11, 11. <laughs> 11. My birthday's in December, so I would have been 10 then. Yeah, I was 10 then. It's in preschool, bro. Not me. It's weird being old. Yeah, it is. My mom, when she was 50, was old. I mean, she's not, she's, you know, she's not, I mean, she's 79 now. So now she's really old. But she doesn't seem old to me anymore. But when she was 40, 50, she seemed really freaking old to me. Yes. And now I'm 50. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel old anymore. Yeah. But I am old. It's all about the way you feel. <sighs> True. All right, pick a, bo- pick a, pick a box. A pick, a, box. pick a box <laughs> out of the question. <clears throat> what one household appliance can you not live without? The telly. No, I could live without telly. Yeah, because you have your phone. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to have to go with the basic refrigerator on this one. Mm. Ooh, yeah. That's what I picked, too. Yeah. I went right to coffee maker, but yeah, mm. I probably need a fridge. I need another one because that was dumb. Well, you can get <clears throat> caffeine in other forms, too. I love coffee, but there's energy drinks, so you can get coffee in cans, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> What is the most terrible movie you legitimately enjoy? Oh, that's a good one for you. It's Joe Dirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. There's so many shitty movies. I like Joe Dirt, too. Joe Dirt, only guys really love that movie, and all guys really love that movie. Um, But it's an awful fucking movie. It is. (coughs) It is. Mine's probably Forrest Gump. That's not awful. That's legendary. That's not awful. (laughs) Joe Dirt is funny for like 10 minutes, and then it makes you want to hit your head on a wall. A lot of people hate on Forrest Gump. It puts the Joe Dirt in a basket. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put Joe Dirt in your basket, baby. (laughs) I mean, Kid Rock was in that movie. Yeah. I hate Kid Rock. I hate Dennis Miller, but I love Joe Dirt. He couldn't bang a girl unless he thought it was his sister. (laughs) Ball went to ball, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what's up. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know where this guy went, but 
pooping. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for driving all the way from Buffalo. Appreciate to be on the it. show with us. It was a pleasure. We it was awesome it. having you. Please you come back. We will. We'll uh we'll wanna come back after we're done. Um maybe like May. We all can right. talk about our uh second EP. Perfect. We'll be recorded. Yes. And I'll try to get Dustin to get a day off because he'll actually be on the EP. The first one it was just us. Okay. And a thing called a drum machine. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so maybe like May, uh, April, give or take. You Number- guys are always welcome. Whenever yeah. you're ready, Th- you this just was, reach out. This was amazing. I'm, I got nothing. <laughs> you guys were great. Absolutely nice. This is, uh, I don't know. There's, Shut up, Dave. Shut up. They're kind people, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you're kind people, too. Thank I you, am. Dave. Thank you. And Brian, thank you. Thank, thank you. Brian's the best. I love this dude. Yeah. We love Brian. Mm-hmm. I love all these people. I love the fact you love these people. I love the fact that you love these, they, that you love that I love. <laughs> I, I like that you love that I love. <laughs> I love your love that you love all the lovers I love. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're going to end with one last song. Um, go check out Mark Terra when they play live. Absolutely. Go check out their band camp. You can get the EP for five bucks. Um, we are going to play Salt the Wound, which features a Brian Mason solo. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And? Set a porno. <laughs>